One. Welcome to the Community Hotline for the community, by the community, presented by me, Mr. Bob Fang. And today we have Mr. Tony D. Tony D, why don't you introduce yourself, good sir? Hey, thanks very much. Uh, thanks so much for having me. How's everybody doing? I'm Tony D. Um, you know, Bob asked me to come down here and talk about three subjects which are so key and core to how we live, who we are, and uh, what we want to be. So I'm so glad you had me come on down here. And, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff on podcasting. I've got my own business. Um, I come from the school of hard knocks. I grew up on the East Coast and I moved down here uh, to Los Angeles from um, Philadelphia for a little bit of a record deal that I had. And I came out and I just uh, jumped into the whole Hollywood thing out here for a while and got started. And, you know, here I am. Here I am 20, 26 years later, because I moved to, I'm, I'm 50, so I moved to Hollywood in 1991. I came right from New York City, and going back over some of these stories is going to be really great for me, too. So um, this is awesome. Thank you. I love that. No, I love that. Okay, so let's let's get into the first topic of the day, which is money. Tell us, what what is money? What is it? The kids probably, like, what is it? Is it just paper? Well... Money can be perceived as a lot of things. Money can be perceived as power. It can be perceived as stature. Um, one can look like a boss with money. One can have all the cars and all the material things that, that one could want. But what you're going to find about money is that in your futures, if you have the ability to recognize that money not only does not does money doesn't make you better that's one thing and whatever you are and whoever you are when you make money it's going to multiply that so let's say you're a very generous caring person you know that cares about people and loves people you're going to take your money you're going to do good things with it mm -hmm. but there are also people in the world who are going to take their money they're not going to help others they're just going to care about themselves so you just have to decide which which side of the coin you're going to fall on the coin <laughs> which side of the coin you're going to fall on right are you going to be someone who takes your money and to make the world a better place for everyone including yourself there's nothing wrong with you know having nice things and and enjoying life and earning you know and earning um earning a, a, a nice living but the key word is earning yes the key word is earning because nobody's ever going to give you anything unless you're from a, a unless you're blessed enough to be from a very wealthy family um and a lot of the people who are in wealthy families that i know their, their families don't give them anything <laughs> so <laughs> so good luck with that um but you know um money does not make a good person um, because I have seen people make money who were kind of like buttheads and they just, it just multiply that, that part of their personality. So you've got to be very careful in life when you're making money, how you're making money. One, because there are different kinds of money. There's good money and there's bad money. Right. And, and then the overall picture of the world, 
understanding the difference, doing something, doing something honest, nothing that, that hurts other people. You know, there are a lot of businesses that look really good. Um, and, and I highly recommend anybody who is, uh, who is young to start looking into what they want to do, look into businesses. Okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with the word side hustle as long as it is legal. Okay. You know, it's, it's okay to be a hustler. All right. But just as long as you keep it in the right context, all right, that means you're going to get up. You didn't really come from much. You have you have to get up and you have to earn your own way. And, and that's pretty much with everything. You know, money can be money can be such an amazing thing. But then again, you've also got the, you know, the more money, more problem side. Right. You've got that. You've got that whole part to it where where you could look at it like that. But depending on your outlook, how positive you are, how caring you are, how compassionate you are, that's what's going to set the meter and the mark for you and your future and how to how to make money, but also how to help other people and to essentially just do the right thing. You know, you can be a boss. I, I, I have a big company and I have a lot of people that work under me, but none of them are ever going to um, complain about how I treat them because I don't look at I don't look at it as being a boss. I look at it like I have a team. Right. So when you talk about making money, it's good to find a team. Right. It's good to find people around you that are like minded that can help you because money's not going to make you happy. If you're a happy person, you're going to always be happy no matter what. <laughs> right. Whether you have money or not. But right. if you're an unhappy person, then you're happy only with money. You might want to look a little deeper into your heart and your soul and uh, sort of check yourself, <laughs> check yourself and make sure that you're okay. Right. Because there are temptations, um, in life. And look, I'm, I'm someone who came up in a place where there are a lot of temptations around me, Hollywood you know, business. A little bit more, more into that. Um, as, as far as like, you know, how, how has, how has money changed for you now from when you were in high school? Right. Like well, you know, uh, the, the, the road uh, of life will widen <laughs> right from high school on. You're going to see a lot more things. So, so to me in high school, I just thought, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the people with the, you know, maybe even a little younger than high school as well. But, but during that time, I was looking at professional athletes. I saw people with a lot of money. I saw, and, and I had this opinion, this opinion that, if you have money, people will like you, right? That was my, that was my equation, but that's not necessarily the truth. You know, that's not necessarily the truth. So coming from high school and to the point where I'm now as a 50 year old man, um, with gray in my beard and everything, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm coming from a place where I didn't have much money. You know, I didn't come from like a rich family. So sometimes in those types of families, you're sort of taught that money is a bad thing almost. You're given like this, this thing like, oh, well, rich people do that. Or, but there's this big separation that can be put in, uh, you know, a big separation that can be put in society with people who have money or who don't have money. This is the type of thing that separates people. When 
money is like food. Okay. Money is like food. It just depends on what kind of family you come from, how they handle it. You know, you're either going to have big, amazing, love-filled meals with your whole family, or you are going to be sitting by yourself in front of the couch with a microwave dinner on your lap. Okay. So that it's just one of the two ways to look at life. Prosperity is different than just having money and understand that prosperity is a degree of happiness that comes with success. Once you combine all these, right? And I highly recommend martial arts to anybody who hasn't studied it, because what you're going to learn there is you're going to learn about mind, body, and spirit, which is going to help you with your work discipline, right? So your work disciplines and everything are going to make a big difference in how not only you perceive the world and money, and fortune and success, but how the world perceived you. I love that. What wise words right there. Wise words. I'm gonna play. Where do those come from? <laughs> from the wisdom, from the gray and the beard. That's right. It just Let's comes out. You just never know. <laughs> Let's move on to the second topic of the day, which is education. Uh, speaking on education, tell us uh, what do you think about the school system having gone through it? You know, back in. Well, back in the back in the day, back in the day of dinosaurs, when when, when did you go to had leather pages and we wrote with quills? What's that? What 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 year? What year? Uh, what year did you graduate high school? High school, I think. Yeah, it was like nineteen eighty-eight, something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like in the class of eighty-eight. Paint the picture. Paint the picture. What was what was the world like back then, and, and for for students and and everything. Well, let me tell you something, you know, 1988 was a strange year because coming out of the 80s, I mean, just starting with the haircuts alone in the 80s, it was kind of a strange time. But but with that, you know, you're you know, I, I survived through um, uh, the advent of hip hop and, and music and, and so much development. And, you know, it was it was really crazy. That was a time when you could turn on the radio, right, a, an actual radio. And you would hear Michael Jackson, but then you would hear Def Leppard or some like crazy rock band right after it. They played, it was all just the top 40 hits were all played on one station, basically. And whoever was in there, you know, that was it. Now everything's so separated as far as music goes. But looking at looking at artists and seeing, you know, a lot of artists come up, that was when, you know, if we're talking about education, that is that was like a big, there was a big media push back in the 80s you know it was the just say no and then it was the uh you know you gotta you gotta educate yourself you know you gotta go to school so these were big these were big um society uh programs that people were sort of putting you into so as far, as far as education goes back then and and seeing how because now you'll see hollywood You'll see a lot of people that maybe didn't go to school that maybe didn't, you know, you'll see a lot of people that are, that are successful now that didn't exactly have to graduate from college with 20 different degrees and everything like that. I'm more of a believer in, I'm, I'm the type of person that I am going to jump off the cliff and I'm going to build my parachute on the way down. <laughs> okay. That's the kind of guy I am. Uh, as far it. as education goes, I, I will learn what I need to learn. I've learned a lot of, look, there's a lot of useless stuff 
seemingly useless stuff in school, but I promise you later on in life, you'll be able to use it in trivia games and look really cool, right? <laughs> so some of that stuff you remember, it's going to be great. Now, practically speaking, um, other than the people that I know that are neurosurgeons, um, most of the people in, in the engineering or computer field that I've ever met all had a gift for it already. It's almost like they knew everything by the time they got to school. <laughs> you know, so, some people just know everything. Now, look, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. So as far as my education went, I made sure that even though I tried to do my best to get the grades and, and to, and, you know, look, ingratiate your teachers working very hard to try and do their best to help you work with them. That's that's the best thing, because I was a bit of a rebel. So now looking back, I would say to myself, if I if I could maybe change something in my education is I would have maybe worked with my instructors more, you know, mm -hmm. not that not that it would have affected my success either way. I just believe that I was on the path that I'm on and my path is a success path. And there's nothing that's going to change that. Have I had dark times? Yes. Do I have dark times that algebra could have saved me? No. <laughs> What, what, were, what, were, uh, what were two defining moments in your life and, and how did they impact you? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Because we were, man, you know, I've, you done were... A lot of, I've done a lot of interviews, man. And this is the first time anyone ever has asked me this one. <laughs> what? What? Two defining moments? Yeah, the two defining moments. Well, I think I have to go way back into the into the uh, archives. And strangely enough, this is going to be a very weird story. Okay. Let's hear it. We're here for it. All right. Here we go. It's a little bit of an embarrassing story to some, but to me, absolutely a defining moment. Um, I've always been a writer. You know, I've, 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 I've also, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I've, I've won Emmy Awards for some of my writing, you know. Um, I do have my own business, but I, I've been around a while and I've, and I've toured and I've done a lot of things like uh, along those lines and been out in the public. So this is what's going to seem so strange about this. Now, when I was a kid, I think I was in third grade okay. and I had to read a story in front of the classroom, which is something that I did frequently because I was always writing stories. The teacher's name was Mrs. Miss Dalby. She was always very, uh, I remember, yeah. <laughs> she was always very encouraging about the, the kids that wrote and everything, which was great. So I get up in front of the class and I realize that I have to pee, okay? So I really have to pee badly. And it's getting down to like the end of the class, right? And I'm reading, because she would usually have the people come up and read their stories at the end of the class. Right. And this was like a space, this was like a space story. And I would include like the classmates, like I would, you know, with the classmates, I'd be like, and then Eric Hoffenagel came and he took down, you know what I mean? So, you know, like that, I would use the names of the kids in the class. Now, I still had to go to the bathroom and it got towards the end and man, my, I could feel my back teeth start to swim a little bit. Okay. Feel my back teeth start to swim a little bit. I'm like, Miss Dalby, can I please go to the bathroom? She's like, no. No, Tony, you just please go ahead, just finish. We were almost done the class. And I'm like, ah, okay. So I try and muscle it out to the end. Then I'm saying to myself, you know, maybe if I just, if I just pee a little, it'll be okay. Everything's going to be all right. 
Now, keep in mind, I'm in front of the class, in front of, and, and my crush, Trisha Mulligan. <laughs> Trish Mulligan from uh, the Irish Queen, <laughs> from my, my childhood crush. And I full on just cut it loose and I full on peed my pants in front of the class. And, and this may seem very terrifying right now, but it, it, gets, it gets better. So pee my pants. I'm standing literally in a puddle when all the, when all the kids in the class are leaving, right? And I had to go to the nurse, right? To get like the change of clothes or whatever. So then I had to go back into the auditorium where everybody had met and sit with like these, it's look, it's, it's the East coast. It was in the middle of December or something like that. It was freezing outside. There's four feet of snow on the ground. And I walked back, it was a plaid lost and found shorts into the, into the thing. You know what I mean? And oh, the man. thing, well, Here's the defining moment, right? Is things like this are going to happen in life. How do you handle it, right? Well, how I handled it was I went, I started going to the school plays and started to, you know, I didn't stop doing my story. I didn't let just an embarrassing moment. And I'm not talking about a moment that is like, oh, someone spills a drink on you, <laughs> you know? We're talking losing control of yourself in front of your classmates can be very traumatizing. I yes. Bet. What did I end up doing with my life? I went on tour. I've played it. I've, I've worked in films. I've performed in front of tens of thousands of people at one time. So, so the point of the story is, is that this can be a defi This could have been a defining moment either way for me. I could have run and hid and been embarrassed. Right. Right. which which I did for a minute. And the nurse, it was like a big hassle in the nurse, nurse's office because she's right. like, oh, well, what happened? I'm like, well, I fell in the creek. And she's like, well, okay, well, the creek is frozen. The creek is frozen. But uh, <laughs> it's the middle of winter. The creek was frozen. If I fell into the creek, I probably would have died. But that's not the point. <laughs> it's, 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 it's taking these moments, right? These are moments in your life that you can decide what to do with them, right? I could have, I could have just, Man, I could have hid for the rest of my life, right? But I didn't. Right. But I didn't. So that was definitely um, that all in that day. <laughs> that was a couple of defining moments in there for me, you know? I love it. I love that story. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the courage. that's the courage of Tony right here. Are you, are you a fire sign by any chance? I am a water sign. I'm a cancer. Okay. Okay. So July, right? June. Late June. Late June. Okay. What June was the what, still. what was the uh, what was the other defining moment? So we have your third grade, you know. Well, I mean, you know, I think to me like there's there were there were really two in that day. I could have I had the choice. I could have gone home, right? So there there was the embarrassment that happened in the actual classroom. But then when I went to the nurse's office, I could have gone home that day, you know. I could have gone home. I could have oh. thrown in the towel. I could have gone home and cried in my mom's lap, you know, and fucking just wanted. I got a strike. I am so sorry. <laughs> okay. No worries. I, I told you that would be hard. Um, 
but it's only when I get going on stories like that. <laughs> uh, I could have given up. I could have given up. But but the thing is that I didn't. And, you know, look, I, I've had some other moments in life where you are faced with, um, where you're faced with who are you going to be? What are you going to be? And how are you going to be? So you have situations where, you know, I mean, being on a sailboat, you know, for the first time when I was a kid, I was, I got to go on a sailboat uh, quite a bit. And when you, when you first learn how to tie a knot or learning something new, you know, to me, those are always life-changing moments when I have any, and I still have it today. It's not like the discovery doesn't go away. You guys, you don't get old and like everything is like done. Look at me. You know what I mean? I'm 50 years old. You guys probably think I'm like a hundred, but I'm pretty cool. You know, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I may be the, the, the old guy in the room, but I'll tell you something. When you go through something, that's what makes you a better person. That's what makes you better. That's what makes you stronger. You have to have a relationship with yourself. Mm. And that's how you build it. You have to trust yourself. Wise words. You have to love yourself. Oh, oh, speaking of love then, let's move on to the third time. <laughs> I was looking at the clock. I was like, segue. For, uh, for, for love then, I guess. Um, do you have siblings? Like, tell, tell me a little bit more about your family. Well, I come from a very traditional Italian family background. My mother came here on a boat from Italy. Basically, my, my entire family came over here on a boat. So, <clears throat> you know, I think it just depends on right now when you hear the word love, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? Is it family? Is it an animal? Is it a relationship that you have with another person, right? That's an intimate relationship. And, you know, as far as love goes, in high school, love your mom, okay? Love your dog, right? Try to avoid extreme emotions of love in high school or getting into any relationships other than with yourself. Have fun. You know what I mean? Have fun. But did you follow that advice? Did you follow that? Don't, don't that try to lock yourself. I I did a little bit, but then you know I I did get in a, a relationship with a high school girlfriend that that was like in the senior year, you know. So then we sort of were out of high school, and then you know we we lived in New York together for a little while. We moved to Manhattan from Philly, right out of high okay. school. Um, but I don't recommend that. <laughs> I don't recommend that. What I recommend is, you know what I recommend? I recommend making your roots stronger. Wherever you are in your future, when you go on into the world, as far as love goes, you are going to need your roots. And without mm. your roots, you're going to be lost. And if you're lost, it's hard to find your way back. So, what, so keep your what, roots. Keep focused on the roots of family, friends, pets. 
right? You know, any anything along these lines that bring you feelings of love, focus on those. Focus on the real stuff because you have plenty of time in life. You have you have you have time, and here's the problem: you have a lot of time, but then again, you have no time at all <laughs> because because you're gonna snap your finger. And you're going to be 50. And I know people say, like, oh, wow, that's such BS. Or, you know, that's not a curse. Um, that's such, <laughs> that's, such you know, that's such junk. You know, nobody can, blah, blah, that's old people talk. No, no, time goes quickly. Time goes quickly and you need to utilize it. And one of the few things, in, these, are, these are the three most valuable things in, in, in your life, okay? You have love, you have time, and you have your family. Mm -hmm. And I think those are the most precious things that we have in life. And you could spend all the money in the world, but there are no refunds on time. So use it wisely. Mm, I agree. I, I, I talk to, uh, I work with a lot of students, and uh, some of them, one of the more like, persistent issues that always keeps coming up is they have some of them have issues communicating with their parents like sometimes they're like oh i can't talk to my dad or i can't talk to my mom or they don't understand me you know did you ever go through that and what are some what are some, some feedback or just all that you know i i come i i come from what is called a dysfunctional household okay so that to me is a a mode of dysfunction now what you could do to repair and fix that so that it doesn't hurt you further in the future maybe i find that writing is a great way to communicate handwritten not an email <laughs> write well, something with your own hand with a with a pen and ink on paper there's these things called legal pads <laughs> and notes they have lines on them and you can write words. <laughs> so my best thing is like, maybe write a letter or say, hey, can we find a little time to sit down and talk? I want to I want to run something by you. Then you can give them something written. You could find an intermediary, someone you trust, someone you trust. It can be anybody. It could be your aunt. It could be your neighbor that you rake their leaves for or, or whatever the heck you do, you know, in your neighborhood. Maybe Maybe you have that. Maybe you don't, okay? But those would be some suggestions that I would make to try and communicate with your parents and let them know that you are their offspring and you're not going anywhere. <laughs> so you, you're going to have more questions. <laughs> so they may as well get used to it. But I find handwritten or, or finding somebody who's an inter intermediary. And sometimes, you know, there are... Uh, therapists and professionals available who can help you with this type of communication. And maybe you could reach out in your school to find maybe some kind of counselor that will help. You know, you have to find the resources. No one's going to do it for you. I love that. School of Hard Knocks. Um, what, what, what is love? How, how would you define it? Um, how would I define love? Love to me is an overwhelming state of emotion that you will do anything for someone. 
If you love someone, you'll do anything for them. Um, there is there is no limit, right? So love should be unconditional. And definitely when you talk about love, you also need to learn and discipline yourself to balance expectations, okay? Balance expectations in, in other people. Clarify them. When you get into a relationship that could be a love relationship, don't be scared to communicate. Let people know where you're coming from. Mm. Let people know what you want, okay? Let them know what you want. And I'll tell you, writing, handwritten stuff, handwritten stuff is everything. And if you're dealing with, like in, in, in my situation, in my life, my, the best three words that, the best three words a man can tell a woman, you're absolutely right. <laughs> That's what I find in my relationship with my mom or my aunts or anything like that. Look, debate and discussion is one thing, but if you want to keep the peace, those are three great words for anybody in any relationship. You know, <laughs> if you I, I if you have to pull the ripcord and you don't want and you don't want to fight, that's how you bail out. <laughs> I, I heard. I, I think you mentioned earlier that you you have a daughter, right? Yes, eleven years old. Black, what? black belt in Taekwondo. Nice. What, what, uh, imagine, you know, 10 years from now, she's 21. What are, what are three pieces of, you know, life advice you would give to her? See, this is where, this is where all the stuff comes back. When you're a guy like me that has a really good time in life and then life gives you a daughter. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> Right. So now you have to make the decisions. This is also karma. This is going to be another program that we're going to talk about that. But, <laughs> um, you know, what would I tell her? But what I tell her now is I tell her to trust herself. I tell her to trust herself. I tell her not to not to go along with what whatever the cool kids are doing. Do something else. You know, do something else. Be creative. Be original. Don't be scared to say no. But don't be scared to say yes if it's going to enrich you. Mm. Right? But know the difference. Be discerning. Be discerning. Don't listen to... Don't watch too much television. Don't watch too much TV. And there's just this this, this other little phrase that she and I used that was, that it was always been since she was a baby. I said, what are the two things you've got to learn? And she would say... Always save your money. In a cute little voice. She say, always save your money and don't be a sucker. So <laughs> if I could give any closing notes on life on what I would share, that would probably be a good philosophy to stick by. Always save your money and don't be a sucker. Invest in yourself. Invest in your life. Invest in your passions. Nobody else will. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, where, where can people find you? Uh, uh, you can go to look. I have my uh, my podcasts or the Veritas Machine. You can go to the Veritas Machine on there. Uh, there's some adult content on there, so I I would ask that you know you be over 18, or if you're gonna sneak onto my page and, and watch and stuff like that, do it do it quietly. Anybody in here? <laughs> anybody in here? Anybody in here gets a free pass. It's nothing that bad, but you know we do curse a little on there. 
<laughs> the very top machine. Let me let me pull that up real quick. It's this one right here, right? At the bottom. Let me see. You're pulling up stuff in StreamYard? How do you do that? I can't see anything. Oh, you can't see the banner? No. Oh, okay. Well, I have I have something playing on the on the bottom, but oh. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Okay, yeah, the banners. Yeah, yeah. That's it, guys. Yeah, and you can find me there and you know. I do seminars on my Patreon and things like that. I do seminars on so, of some stuff that, you know, there's a little bit alternative as far as, you know, different types of cultures and, and, and stuff like that. So I'm always here to teach. Cool. Thank you. Well, uh, thanks for joining us today, guys. If you guys want to find him, hook him up. Appreciate all the wise wisdom and the words. Uh, have a great day, and we'll see you next time, guys. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.